this edition of the Redbird Report. My name is Cade Heather, sports editor here at the Vedette, and I am joined alongside with two great friends today, sports editor Jonathan Barless and soon-to-be sports editor Blaine Llewellyn. How you guys doing? I'm good. I'm doing really good today. There's three of us in here, which is always fun. Uh, you know, they always say that three is always better than two, so you might as well <laughs> just have more people on the mics with us talking about some as usual, ISU baseball. That'll be first on the docket today. The Redbirds do fall to Dallas Baptist this past weekend. Uh, initial thoughts, you guys. Redbirds are down 19-3 and all-time against the Patriots. They have never won a series against DBU. And they have just seem to be the crutch to our failure the past couple of years, not, but knocking us out of the tournament last year and just being this dominant Valley force pretty much every yeah. single year they visit where we go down to them. So can yeah. kind of take us through what you saw on Sunday and what this means for the birds moving yeah. forward? I mean, I think it just shows how good Dallas Baptist really is and how, I mean, they've been this good year in and year out, um, always leading the conference and always, uh, always towards the top in the NCAA as a whole. Uh, but as for yesterday, you know, they were looking to looking to pick up their first ever, like you said, first ever series win over Dallas Baptist down in Dallas. Um, and they actually got off to a good start. Uh, Jordan Lehman home run in the first inning jumped out, jumped them out to a two nothing lead. Dallas Baptist kind of they scored got one back in the first again, but ISU held them, held their own through the first few innings after uh, another single scored a run. Um, but it. it kind of seemed like Matt Walker as as we've seen in the yeah. past kind of gets off to slower starts in the games but it was obviously he gave up he gave up a, a run in the first inning then gave up a home run in the third uh walked a couple gave up actually gave up back-to-back home runs in the third inning which gave Dallas Baptist their lead the only lead they ended up having um but yeah Matt Walker just only lasted four and two-thirds innings right. gave up five runs seven hits walked three uh, you know, just another star from him that, that um, I feel like we've only really seen one one, one really, really, really start great start from him this season. Otherwise, he's had trouble getting off to, to, to great starts. Five total earned runs for Walker yesterday. Yeah. The loss, three and six as a starter now. Uh, let up seven hits, three walks, and four Ks. Colton Johnson also came into that game. Pitched two innings, three hits. He had two earned runs. Not really the Colton Johnson we've seen the past couple weeks, but, you know, still 4-0 mm-hmm. as a starter, still – Rocket at 2.8 ERA. Uh, Blaine, any words on that relieving court uh, to get the birds back into it? I know the relievers have been a vital part to their success, but a little downfall on the pitching side this weekend. What do you think that means moving forward? You know, I, I don't really think that's too big of a concern. Um, obviously, those the relievers have really uh, stepped up for the birds this year. Um, if you look at Jacob Gilmore, a guy who really struggled his first two years with the Redbirds, and he's actually one of the leaders in the NCAA in saves. So I think that's a pretty big deal. Um, I think that's a pretty big turnaround. Um, guys like that just really show how they've really worked in the off season to get them to where they need to be this season. Um, <clears throat> as you guys mentioned, some of the starters get off to a little bit of slow start, and there have been numerous times this year when uh, the relievers have kind of picked them up. Um, to keep them in games uh, and ultimately pull out some really close games that uh, they maybe would have lost if they hadn't worked in the offseason. Gilmore's absolutely yeah. been one of those guys. Yeah, he was also absolutely. just added to the NCBWA Stopper of the Year watch list right now. As you said, he is leading the Valley and the NCAA in that area of saves. And, you know, he did it on Friday. Birds beat 
Patriots yeah. nine to eight in their initial opening uh, game against DBU. Uh, they did come out with a loss on Saturday, they know, eleven to four, to end up losing the series. Uh, like I said, I mean Gilmore has been fantastic. Blade, you've also said that as well. I mean he had, he mm-hmm. wouldn't be racking up these accolades this week if he hasn't been producing as well as he has been. Uh, but you know the birds. They did. They stole a win on Friday. That's all you can ask for them. But I mean, don't count out DBU just yet. They are sitting third in the valley right now at eight and four. Illinois State mm. tied with Indiana State at nine yeah. and three. And that conference series is this weekend, and it's probably going to be the most important of the season so far. Both Indiana yeah. State and Illinois State are nine and three in conference. Indiana State thirty-two and nine overall, sitting atop the valley standings. Cade. Initial thoughts on this important conference series here. Yeah, this is absolutely a very important series. I mean, you're going to get your first look at Indiana State. You might see them again uh, just a couple weeks after when they come back here for the tournament. So uh, this this is going to be very important. Clearly, I mean, both these teams are right at the top of the standings. Um, And you have them at home. So that is is, uh, a plus right there. Um, But yeah, like you said, it's a big series, and it's... We uh, Indiana State has great pitching, and ISU, Illinois State that is, has great hitting. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a really fun series to watch. And uh, Indiana State's also that... very uh, solid defensively. They're they have the lowest amount of errors in the Missouri Valley. So yeah, they're just yeah. solid defensively all around, pitching, fielding, everything. A battle yeah, of pitching that... versus hitting this weekend is. As it shows, apparently, Illinois mm-hmm. State leading the conference with 296 in average, while Indiana State counts a second-place rating with a 3.14 ERA. Uh, you know, we could talk about their pitching as well. One of their pitchers actually just won Pitcher of the Week this week, and his name is starter Colin Liberatore for the Indiana State. He takes home weekly honors for them, and we'll probably be seeing him this weekend as well. Uh, the Birds definitely do have their work cut out for them, but the way they've been hitting along the bats of Joe Iles and John Rave, and especially Jordan Lippman, who's come out, he's hitting 333 right now, second place yeah. in the Birds lineup. Uh, that power three, those three guys, especially Jack and Joe Butler, both of them really coming into their own, hitting over 300. I think they could really do it. I think they can keep this strong offensive streak going, uh, you know, as well as far as in going into the season. And, you know, you reach this point in time, especially you're leading up towards uh, the Valley Tournament, which is coming up at the end of this month in May. And hopefully they can keep stringing along these wins and hopefully stay competitive in these games. Uh, you see them against Dallas Baptist. They take a couple of tough losses. They get 10-piece Saturday, 13-3 in Dallas. Uh, they lose 11-4 last night, and it's kind of disheartening to see this team that has been hitting so well only score three and four runs, especially against DBU. Um, you know, as far as Indiana State, I think this is going to be a battle of the heavyweights as it comes to Valley contenders, especially for the Redbirds, who are 10-2 at home this season, who kind of have that comfortability mm-hmm. going into the tournament, which is also a Duffy Bass. Yeah. So there's a lot of different factors that kind of attribute to the importance of this series. So it it, it should be a fun one. Uh, absolutely, it should be a really interesting series to see. Uh, I mean, before that, they they have to play. They have to go up north and play Northwestern right. tomorrow. So they can't get too ahead of themselves here because they they still have one more game. Maybe carry a little momentum out of there to come back home. Absolutely. The Redbirds will be in Evanston tomorrow, but we'll be back at uh, Duffy Bass Field rather uh, this Friday uh, at 5 p.m., but before that, Tuesday in Evanston at 3.30 p.m. Uh, in other news, 
tennis for the first yeah. time ever <laughs> on the be. Redbird Report. <laughs> tennis has actually claimed the MVC championship title and will punch a ticket to the NCAA tournament. Uh, I know we are not very well versed on tennis, but we will do as best as we can. Uh, the Redbirds did win 4-3 to three over the number one ranked Stony Brook, and they did clinch the MVC title for the first time since 2005. Kate, initial reactions to an NCAA team especially mm-hmm. an Illinois State team going yeah. to the NCAA tournament. It's huge. I mean, this is the second time, well, this this school year, uh, obviously volleyball went back in the fall, and now women's tennis. I mean, it's just huge for the program itself, but it's really big for the women's tennis team for the first time since 2005. That really says something, um, and says something towards towards these players and, and, and uh, Coach uh, Kovacek, um, making it back into the tournament. Um I was gonna. I lost where I was going here, but um, Kovacek you know, also yeah. very excited about that <laughs> yeah. as well. Absolutely. Um, actually, she did. Where am I at? Oh, yeah. She. I mean, let's just give some thoughts, uh, some words from Kovacek after they clinched the uh, conference title. She just said it was such a competitive match, starting with a doubles point, coming down to a tiebreaker. We knew we could come back in singles, and everyone gave an extraordinary effort, considering we definitely felt the fatigue. The way Natalia finished of the match, going for her shots and, and finding that last ounce of energy was incredible. This is a special group, and I couldn't be more proud of them. Um, that says it all right there. Absolutely. And Natalia Bravo, the, per, the, the player who actually you know put the birds into this kind of situation where they would end up beating the number one seed in Stony Brook, uh, they did win 4-3 to three last night. And, you know, a three-setter to push Illinois State women's tennis to that victory. And she was more than excited to, you know, see this happen, especially since they've practiced so hard and they have they have such a long season as well. Uh, Bravo said, I'm extremely happy for us. We practiced so hard and dedicated so much time to get better and that we deserve it. Uh, my match was very tough, and by the end of it, I was cramping and was extremely tired, but I feel like I owed winning to the team. So that just kind of gives you an idea of, you know, the work that they put in for this. And, you know, it's going to pay off tonight. Uh, their watch party is at 5.30 p.m. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll be getting a higher seed than expected. Uh, they did just knock off Stony Brook, who was number one in the conference. And uh, we will see. Uh, hopefully they come up with a high conference uh, seeding and they'll play very well in the tournament. And, you know, we wish the best of luck to the tennis team whenever that happens. In other news, yeah. also women's volleyball released their 2019 home schedule today. Uh, head coach Leah Johnson was very happy uh, to see that a lot of returners from the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. will be playing them at Redbird Arena this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The uh, ISU starts off their home schedule with the Redbird Classic, coming back to Redbird Arena, uh, opening up September 13th, 14th, and 15th uh, weekend tournament at Redbird Arena, like I said. And they'll be hosting, like you said, three uh, NCAA tournament teams from last year, starting off with University of Illinois, then Central Florida, and Marquette. Uh, so those are all those are all really great programs, especially Illinois for volleyball. Those are all uh, phenomenal programs in volleyball, and that's that says a lot for Illinois State to be able to get those uh, opponents into Redbird Arena for Absolutely. for a tournament. So that's huge right there, and then they go into. Uh, their conference schedule throughout September all through uh, November with um, some other it's it's a pretty uh, pretty good conference as well I mean Northern Iowa we saw made the tournament and 
it's, it'll be a tough season again. They give a again. run for their money yeah. every single year. Uh, obviously, the Redbird volleyball team ended on a lower note than expected this past mm-hmm. season. Uh, Cincinnati swept Illinois State in three sets in their first NCAA tournament appearance since 2014. That loss in November marked the eighth time in program history the Birds have been swept in first-round contention. And, you know... Leah Johnson obviously making the NCAA tournament in her second season was a huge turnaround, a huge step forward into the right direction. And, you know, she's more than excited to give this team a competitive edge going into conference as well. Like you said, a lot of NCAA tournament returners coming to Redburn Arena that has played this past year. Uh, But last season, Illinois State finished 25-8 and 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 16-2 in conference, and they were perfect at home. 9-0 9-0 and at Redbird Arena. So maybe this competitiveness kind of attributes to how they played at home. Blaine, what do you yeah. think about that? Yeah, I mean, it'll be really interesting to see how uh, that core group of players from last season kind of responds to uh, losing leaders like Courtney Pence and Lexi Wong, people like that, uh, not having them on the team this mm-hmm. year. Uh, just playing those NCAA tournament teams right off the bat, just ke- seeing how they respond, how they uh, – how they kind of play together as a unit, see if they can kind of carry over what they um, what they accomplished last year and maybe improve on it a little bit, maybe get uh, a series win in the first round or something like that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Lexi Wallen not with Redbird Volleyball anymore. She was just granted her fifth year of eligibility to play basketball next year for Kristen Gillespie. And, you know, I think that kind of is going to attribute to how this Redbird Volleyball team is going to play at home. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were 9-0 and last season. Uh, Courtney Pence, a big contributor for that team. We're going to have to wait and see who's going to step up in that setter role and is in a captain role. We're going to have to see some new leaders in the court as well. Uh, Robert Belleville did bring in nine new recruits, nine freshmen actually, that probably are going to be the catalyst for this team to not only transition into a positive atmosphere and positive culture that Leah Johnson has implemented the past two seasons, but you know for future as well. Uh, this kind of marks their beginning of a new development, as I would yeah. say. And, you know, we can only wait and see to see how they do. Uh, they just completed their spring season, and they will be going on break uh, pretty soon. And, you know, they won't play until their first match <clears throat> until they come home. And their away slate is to be determined as of right now. But let's kind of jump back into baseball really quick. I have one question for both of you that I'd like to present uh, so, okay. with Indiana State this weekend and Northwestern on Tuesday, do you think Northwestern kind of presents this sort of buffer for ISU to work out any kinks before this conference series, and what do you think that might be? Um, I'm not really sure that there's many uh, kinks right now to be worked out for, for the Redbirds. I mean, obviously, they're coming off of a series loss, um, but I think at Dallas Baptist, I mean, even Steve Holmes said it a few days ago, how tough it is to play there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now, I think you just got to take with, just take it how it was and uh, just keep moving forward. I think uh, you just got to look at Northwestern as another as another uh, tough opponent. That's a Big Ten team right there. Um, I'm not sure that there's a certain uh, uh, game plan that you go in to Northwestern, having it be just one game. It will most likely uh, be Brett Wicklin again on the mound mm-hmm. as their midweek uh, starter. Um, I say just approach it as any other Tuesday Tuesday game at, uh, in the, that they've had in the past few weeks. Uh, they seem to have been pretty successful in those midweek games. Mm-hmm. Um, having having beaten Northern Northern Illinois last Tuesday, they beat Sacramento State the week before that. Uh, Illinois the week before that. You know they they've seemed to do pretty well in these midweek one matchup games. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I don't know. I think they should just go with it at the same approach as they have in the past right now. Um, obviously, yeah, that Indiana State series is really big, but, uh, you know, just try not to think about it as much uh, for Tuesday. I think so, too. 11 games left for the Redbirds on their season. Blaine, what do you think the key is going to be for them to be successful all the way up until the tournament? And, you know, them playing at home kind of offers them that sense of comfortability. How do you think the rest of the way is going to go for the Redbirds here? Um, I think that it'll go definitely go pretty positively. Uh, I think a good uh, thing to look at is earlier in the season when they dropped seven straight games, uh, Steve Holm was kind of preaching to them not to overthink things, not to uh, freak out about, you know, dropping those games. Obviously, like, for instance, they lost three straight to Illinois. That's a really good team. That's going to be a tournament team. Um, so, I, I mean – just because they lost a series to one of the better teams in not only the conference and the nation, that's not something to hang your head on necessarily. It's like you guys said, it's a really tough place to play. Um, Indiana State will definitely be a. I mean, if you can take two, at least two out of three in that one, then that's like that's definitely it. a positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's kind of sets them up good moving forward. If they get a good seed, you know, like even if they only get like a two, three seed and they're playing at home, they obviously play well at home. So, you know, I think that if they keep up the their offensive streak and like we mentioned earlier, those bullpen guys kind of, as long as the starters pitch solid, have solid starts, the bullpen guys kind of pick them up if need be. Um, I think they're in a good position. Um, looking at a projected bracket last week, they actually had Illinois State in the projected field of 64 um as a three seed playing in atlanta so obviously um it's good to if, look at yeah right if, now. if analysts think that uh that they can make it then i i mean as long as they keep their play up uh, they don't drop any games that they shouldn't like that they should be winning if they don't drop any of those games i think they're in a they have a pretty good shot of Getting a sneak in berth. I think so too. I yeah. think Illinois State's very sneaky good, but they got to play yeah. Northwestern Tuesday first. Up, yeah. uh, Kate. Any final words before we sign off here, Blaine? Any other final thoughts? We want to congratulate Blaine first, if we haven't yeah. done that already. Uh, being officially, one of our next officially yeah. being one of our next sports editors, he will be taking over the Redbird Report once me and Kate have gone on to greener pastures, which will be sometime <laughs> next week. But this is a good job. You'll like it. You'll like it, Blaine. I promise you. Uh, but the Redbirds do play Northwestern Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. in Evanston and will come home to face Indiana State. Start a three-game weekend set Friday at 5 p.m. But this is all we have for you guys this time around, but please be sure to follow us on Twitter at Vedette Sports and keep up with the latest content on everything Illinois State Sports at VedetteOnline.com. This has been the Redbird Report. We're John, Kate, and Blaine signing off until next week, which will be our final Redbird Report.